Mr. James Pergel, who has been a mainstay with his ice cream store for 40 years here in the community. Uh, and he would have the kids selling um, chips. And we started working on socially responsible business practices, so selling healthy snacks. That would evolve, or, and that would be a way for the kids to fundraise. Um, their first big international trip was actually to Senegal and West Africa. From selling snacks to importing handcrafted foreign goods, Go International has kids in East St. Louis seeing the bigger world and starting to make their place in it. And the city doesn't have a lot of services that are available, but it's because there's not a lot of tax revenue, because there's not a lot of home ownership. Hmm. Without the home ownership, you don't have much tax revenue coming in to pay for these things. And it was impressive to watch this kid who was a junior in high school breaking down these problems that affect her community and having a goal in mind of how to provide financial services. I'm Sarah Fenske, and this is St. Louis on the Air. And before we move on, I want to remind you that the biggest source of St. Louis Public Radio's funding comes from listeners like you. Because you value what you hear on St. Louis on the Air, donate today. Go to stlpr.org donate. That's stlpr.org donate. The nonprofit Go International is focused on helping youth in East St. Louis. It offers classes in foreign languages, entrepreneurship, and martial arts, all for free. Its founder hopes to use these things to illuminate the possibilities around kids in tough circumstances. 15-year-old Dior Hampton has taken language, martial arts, and entrepreneur classes through Go International for about six years. Now, these days, her focus is Spanish. She's preparing to study abroad next year in Colombia for six months. I feel like in our community, kids need, like, a break out of what's really going on since there's a lot going on in our community. And especially for the younger kids, it's kind of overwhelming for them, so... They need something that's going to break them out of reality for a quick minute and let them take a break to really think about something else besides what's going on in their community. So I feel like with these classes and with me being one of the first kids to go study abroad, I feel like kids are going to want to go to study abroad after I come back. They're going to feel more, um, how to explain it, Like, they're going to be excited to actually learn the language. And you could do any language. You could do any language. But I just feel like this is going to be their break. This is going to be their way of escaping reality from our community. And I feel like that's a big plus in my eyes. Now, Dior Hampton's late mother spoke fluent Spanish. Dior remembers learning some Spanish when she was little. She wanted to be more connected to her mom, and continuing her Spanish studies through Go International has been a part of that. But she sees huge benefits even beyond that. With me just knowing the basics of Spanish, I didn't learn, I didn't got so many opportunities, especially this Columbia trip. All I got to say is, like, just work your best at whatever you want to do. You're eventually going to get what you want. And that is Dior Hampton. She's an East St. Louis resident and a 10th grade student at Governor French Academy. Now, Seth Hamilton is the founder of Go International, and he joins us today to tell us more about its work. Seth, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? So, Seth, hearing Dior talk about these classes and learning Spanish as an escape from reality, that's a little bit heartbreaking. What is the reality for many of the kids you work with? 
A lot of our kids are up a lot of, uh, against a lot of struggles. I mean, you're looking at economic marginalization um, that's been going on for, for, at this point, for her community up to centuries and that are still feeling the impacts. Mm-hmm. Um, where, uh, you know, East St. Louis, as most people are familiar, is a predominantly African-American community uh, where uh, it, it's a financial desert. There's not a lot of opportunities for good financial services. Uh, there are issues with education and the education system. Um, not to knock the schools, the schools are, are, you know, putting in tremendous work. Sure. But, uh, we have a lot of kids who are, are behind, and it, it's like there's a giant system that is set up against them. Uh, not to mention issues of, you know, violence and drug addiction and things like that that do occur. Mm-hmm. Um, but we we don't focus. We focus on those things in, in as far as. Uh, our, our goal is to to help kids to escape those things uh, and to have a, or have greater opportunities uh, to succeed within their own definition of success. We want to provide um, skills training to help develop uh, marketable skills and human capital uh, as individuals and for the community itself. So Dior told our producer that she wants to go to Howard University after high school. That's a great school. It'd be an awesome choice. She also mentioned in the meantime that she's selling jewelry and produce and imported goods, and she's doing this through Go International. How does that work? So uh, we have an entrepreneurship class. Uh, we actually started with a local East St. Louis uh, entrepreneur, Mr. James Pergel, who has been a mainstay with his ice cream store for 40 years here in the community. Uh, and he would have the kids selling um, chips. And we started working on socially responsible business practices, so selling healthy snacks. That would evolve, or, and that would be a way for the kids to fundraise. Um, their first big international trip was actually to Senegal and West Africa. So we had a number of kids. They sold chips, and they at that evolved, or they paved their own way uh, to take this life-changing trip. And um, afterwards, it, it became its own fully full-blown program in which our our students now, we've had 17 kids who have traveled to uh, 15 different countries. They've made contacts in the international markets. Hmm. So Dior, for example, uh, was one of the kids who in 2019, we did a tour going through Tanzania, Kenya, and Uganda. Um, And we made contacts with a lot of people in markets, and they've been importing goods. Uh, to sell here, so our African, our traditional African cloths, jewelry, um, and just a number of other things. Uh, and, and so they're they're selling these things. They're learning business skills. They have to maintain, you know, their their retail sheets and things like that. They go out to the Tower Grove farmers markets uh, on the weekends and sell uh, this artisanry, um, as well as jewelry that they make themselves, hmm. and. Uh, they learned that not only are they supporting themselves, but they're also supporting these other entrepreneurs around the world. Um, so, so these so business skills that, that, that you're teaching and this entrepreneurship, this is tied right into this idea of seeing the world and these language classes that, that make it more feasible to see the world. Absolutely. We try and integrate skills. We, we don't want to teach kids just a single skill to where they, they have to you know, live or die by that one thing but rather having a plethora of skills that they can uh, use in different ways uh, and exposing them to, well, the world, uh, the greater opportunities that are out there. It only builds on uh, 
their capacity to change their own future and also to change their own community. So that all makes total sense to me. How do martial arts fit into that mix? Uh, so that was where I had initially started, but it's a character building, and, and um, uh, there's a lot of character building that goes on uh, in character development, things like integrity and courage and discipline. There's also the physical health aspect to it, but it's just another program that we have where our kids go out, they'll even, are, and they'll compete across the, the country. So we've had uh, about 30 medals that our kids have won across 12 states now. Hmm. Um, in the U.S. and even um, with that, they still there are still opportunities for event organization. Our kids and that trip to Senegal uh, helped working with the Lionheart Initiative to organize Senegal's very first MMA event um, in the country's history. After which there was an opportunity to uh, promote the sport, uh, promote the gyms there. And it's really like bringing an industry to a country hmm. uh, where there are jobs that now come out of it. There's now a Senegalese promotion that's run by uh, somebody out of Dakar. Uh, there are more gyms, um, thanks to the extended work of Lionheart. And uh, we've also went down to Nicaragua, uh, which is where our other major program is run by a former student now, um, which I had spoken with uh, Evie about a little bit more or to a greater extent, but we, with our kids from East St. Louis, organized an international jiu-jitsu event in which we had over 120 competitors uh, from seven different countries and were able to have a local economic impact of about $16,000 over two days that came into uh, Nicaraguan cities, which does not sound like a large amount over a weekend, but taken into consideration the conditions of the local economy where you have uh, an average minimum wage of $125 a month. Mm-hmm. Um, you're looking at a lot of salaries that are getting paid for hotels and things like that by organizing the event, not to mention them managing the, the funds, interacting with you know people from all across the Spanish-speaking world, um, as we had people coming from Guatemala, Mexico, um, from Costa Rica, Honduras, El Salvador, and even a guy who flew all the way in from Canada. Wow. Uh, who is, yeah, he was, uh, he's born in Nicaragua, but found out about it and paid to come all the way down uh, hmm. to, to compete in the event. So, our, and that's our kids from East St. Louis uh, who were, were helping to organize that, uh, which was, for me personally was a big joy because it was my kids from East St. Louis meeting my kids from Nicaragua um, and them working together. We're talking today to Seth Hamilton. He's the founder of Go International. It's doing some great work in East St. Louis, um, helping the kids there um, get to see other cultures, learn languages, learn martial arts. There's so much that goes into this program. And you're also doing financial literacy efforts. I understand that has caught the attention of the Federal Reserve. Uh, What's that program about? Well, it's essentially the uh, the Federal Reserve has a full... uh, financial literacy program that they they give out for free. Hmm. And our goal has been to utilize and to proliferate that. Um, We work, our our headquarters is out of the Christian Activity Center in East St. Louis, but we're also working with Eastside Aligned, which is uh, essentially like an alliance, you might say, of all the different after-school programs working in East St. Louis. And uh, we basically um, teach financial literacy on all different aspects, whether it's the personal um, personal finance where kids are learning about savings, 
uh, investing. We had kids who competed in the stock market exchange game in Missouri uh, this year. Uh, we have a young lady who was the first um, student out of East St. Louis to ever serve on the Federal Reserve Student Board of Directors. Wow, that's, that seems like a huge honor. It is, and and she's man. I, she wrote an essay to get in, talking about breaking down the um, financial hangups and how they affected and led to the deaths of three of uh, the or three other kids in her neighborhood hmm. that were teenagers who had been shot. But the ambulances took forty five minutes to get there, and the city doesn't have a lot of services that are available. But it's because there's not a lot of tax revenue because there's not a lot of home ownership. Hmm. Without the home ownership, you don't have much tax revenue coming in to pay for these things. And it was impressive to watch this kid who was a junior in high school breaking down these problems that affect her community and having a goal in mind of how to provide financial services. And now being in a position where she can learn from the uh, the central bank of the United States. Yeah, and, you know, and to and also impact years. what it's doing. I mean, that's that's amazing to have a seat at that table. Absolutely. And, and so... Um, we we started working on getting the. We had a meeting uh, just two weeks ago with the other after school programs, and so the Federal Reserve is going to be giving free training to them. Uh, our goal uh, through doing so is to have one third of all East St. Louis youth learning financial literacy. We're trying. Or we're in the process of getting this to the school district as well, hmm. uh, which over time could result in five thousand kids, you know, learning about basic finance, local economics, national economics. Uh, all the way from kindergarten up to through the high school level um, and can be a, a really big game changer. And the other aspect of this that um, is quite important that I need to mention is Scott Credit Union, uh, who help, or who has established uh, a credit union for children hmm. uh, at the CAC um, through through our partnership. And so we've had kids who uh, they would go and they they would send somebody from our some representatives from Scott Credit Union to provide banking services. The kids have opened protected savings accounts where they're the only ones with access to it. Um, they uh, are able to do a uh, back or a credit check to make sure there's nothing on their name. And then the kids have been just meeting up with them, saving money. As of right now, prior to the pandemic, we had 20 kids uh, so far who had. Uh, started savings up our savings accounts up. Uh, they have saved uh, a good deal of money. And even during the pandemic, the thing that ha- has struck me the most is most of them are also entrepreneurship are entrepreneur students. So they're, they run their own businesses selling snacks, eyelashes, accessories, jewelry, etc. And uh, I was concerned that they would be calling up to try and get the money out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially in these desperate times and, they would be. I've only had one kid who was calling up to try and get money from their account to get pizza and wings. Um, yeah, Everybody else different. wanted to to keep saving it and and see it come That's out. right, and they were stocking it away. That's you terrific. Know, they, they were they were running their businesses. A lot of times, providing uh, important things. Some of them even continued with the gardening program from the the jewelry and the healthy snacks the kids invested in uh, a garden. In in the last two years, they produced two tons of food. Uh, running not just uh, selling produce, not just on the weekends at Tower Grove, but also running their own local farmer's market to provide healthy organic produce for their own community 
and even taking the seeds and starting gardens themselves with their neighbors. Well, Seth, this um, is this is such impressive stuff. It's so great to hear about all these these things that these kids are participating in. It sounds like really seizing the day on. I'm curious to know, though, you know, you're providing all of this to these kids uh, without charging them. Where does your financial support come from? Well, we depend on donors uh, and partners. And so uh, we have a simple system. Our goal right now is to increase our number of monthly donors. Uh, we have a simple plan, $25 a month helps a kid start a business. $50 a month helps a kid to do competitions all across the country. And $100 a month helps to send a kid abroad to study. Um, and so uh, we've got three kids who are getting ready to study abroad in Colombia, two that will be going in fall, one that will be going in the following January. Uh, we have out of our Mandarin Chinese class, uh, a number of kids who are getting ready, they got an invitation to go uh, to Singapore hmm. where they're going to get to practice their Chinese. And it's also uh, the largest green area for an urban environment where 50% of the environment is um, uh, that there's some element of agriculture present. And okay. so learning more about urban agriculture for, their, or for them as well. So again, always trying to hit multiple fields uh, with each thing that they do. Well, that just sounds so great to hear about, and it sounds like there's plenty of ways that people can get involved in helping this organization and to donate to give these kids these kind of opportunities. If you want more information about that, you can go to go-int, that's I-N-T, dot org. We'll also have that linked on our website. Uh, that's stlpublicradio.org for those who want to learn more about what Seth is doing and, and uh, the opportunities for these kids that's coming out of Go International. And Seth Hamilton, I want to thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Have a wonderful day. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.